Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Be seated. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you. And from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. All those words are true of Joseph. His brothers hated him. Ten of them, anyway. They didn't just curse him. They wished him dead. And they didn't just wish him dead. They actually began plotting how they might do that. They didn't, though. Choosing instead to take his cloak, the one of many colors, and sell him instead to be a slave in a foreign country for the rest of his miserable little life. He worked as a slave, then as a trusted servant, but that was soon taken away from him too. And he was thrown into prison for a crime he did not commit. Back to square one. There in prison he was Forgotten by those he helped, forsaken by those he thought his friends. If you tallied up all the good days and all the bad days in his life, I'm not sure which would have been more. Though on that seesaw, I'm sure the bad ones seemed more frequent and more severe. But then one day he is raised up and put in charge of all the food in Egypt. And suddenly, those who hated him, who cursed him, who abused him, who struck him, stole from him, wished him dead, and sold him, were there before him. And not just before him, but on their knees, begging from him. How the tables had turned. You know what Joseph did, how he responded to this. You heard it again today in the reading from Genesis. Joseph loved his brothers. They weren't his enemies, even though they treated him as their enemy. He did good to those who hated him. He blessed those who had cursed him in word and deed. To those who had taken his cloak, he clothed them 
and fed them and provided for them far more than they had taken from him. And he demanded for all this nothing. What he wished they would have done for him all those years ago, he now did for them. The mercy he wished for is the mercy he gave. Time heals all wounds, some would say. But God heals all wounds, Joseph would say. The word of God that had been with Joseph and working in Joseph all those years. The word of God that had sustained Joseph all those years in all the struggles, the ups and downs, the good days and the bad days. Could you be like that? Like Joseph? Maybe yes, maybe no. Maybe sometimes you are, sometimes you're not. Many people, maybe you, often say or think, I could never forgive that. I could never love him. I could never do good to her. The hurt too bad, the wounds too deep, the betrayal too profound. The mercy I wished for but didn't get, how can I now give it? Perhaps Joseph had days like that too. And so perhaps he was even more surprised than his brother's when he saw them again and didn't hate them or want to get revenge on them, but loved them. Where did that come from? You know. For just as those words are true of Joseph for his brothers, even more are they true of Jesus for you and me. His forgiveness. His mercy, His love, His good given to you and me. For when you look at your life, who are you more like? Joseph or his brothers? I know what the answer sadly is for me. How much I need forgiveness for those I've mistreated. How much mercy I need for those careless and reckless things I've done. How much love I haven't shown. And yet, and yet I also know how generous people are with their forgiveness and love and mercy for me. All of you. My family. Other pastors, friends. Where did that come from? I know, though, how Jesus is caring for me through you and through them. So when Jesus tells you to do the same things, 
Those things we heard today when he tells us to be merciful even as your father is merciful, that's not just a command. It's also a promise. The mercy you need, you get. So that the mercy others need, they get from you. Or I should say from God. Through you. For Jesus never tells us to do something without working it in us, first giving us what we need. So we are the brothers. We are the brothers who come not to the one who is Pharaoh's right hand man, but to the one who is at God the Father's right hand. We come to our brother Jesus here each week, desperate, in need, ashamed, knowing that we deserve nothing. And we are washed and cleansed and blessed and fed. And we don't have to wonder where that came from. We know from the cross where Jesus poured out his life for your life, his blood for your forgiveness, his mercy for your need. And for that, he was cast into the ground, into a tomb. Just like Joseph, who had been cast into a pit in the ground, which may as well have been a tomb, His brothers had wanted it to be. And then he was also cast into the pit of prison, which also might as well have been a tomb, as he was forgotten and abandoned. God raised up Joseph, just as he would raise up Jesus, so that he raised you too, to new life. A life not like the one which got you there or like the ones who put you there, but like Jesus' life. A life of forgiveness, mercy, love, and care. Giving, God-giving those things through you to others. And maybe you'll be surprised And not just at the forgiveness, love, mercy, and care you receive, but that you now give. When you thought, I could never forgive that. I could never love him. I could never do good to her. The hurt too bad. The wounds too deep. The betrayal too profound. And yet you do. Where did that come from? You know. It comes from the one who washed you in his water. It comes from the one who forgives your sins against him. It comes from the one who has mercy on you. It comes from the one who feeds you with his own body and blood. All those things, the fruits of his cross, all those gifts giving you the life you need, his life, 
that you live a new life. Not a sinless life, but a repenting one and a forgiving one. For as St. Paul said, as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. And we really did die. The life we had that God created for us and created us for is gone. We no longer have. We live in a world of sin and death, of hating and cursing, of selfishness and abuse. And born in sin, sin lives in us and we die in sin. But this too, in Christ, we are made alive. And that's not just a promise for the last day, but for this day. In baptism, Jesus takes us into his death and raises us to his life so that all we need, we have. And when we need more, he gives more. For his mercy, love, and forgiveness is in good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over, and put into your lap, into you. And we now give it to others. And when they are amazed, when they wonder, where did that come from? You can tell them. You can tell them of a man named Joseph. You can tell them of a Savior named Jesus. You can tell them of His forgiveness given to you that is also for them. You can tell them you have often wondered the same thing. While not perfect, we have a perfect God. Perfectly loving. Perfectly merciful. Perfectly forgiving. So we can be the same. So we can be sons of God. In the Son of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through faith. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Please rise.